You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. Armed citizens are stopping criminals every day. Studies consistently show that Americans use their firearms in defense of themselves or others between 500,000 and 2 million times a year. Yet very few receive national publicity, if they receive publicity at all. And these are average, everyday Americans. They didn't go looking for evil, but when evil found them, they were prepared to deal with it. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Freedom and the dignity of individuals in this country is important. And the price for that, like Reagan said, is high. The reason it is high is because you want to live. You do not want evil to come to you and face you and possibly kill you. The podcast tonight is about the Second Amendment. The ability of the people in this country today, right now, maybe not tomorrow, to protect and defend their families, their properties, and their selves. So this podcast tonight is based on the Second Amendment and why we have it. Because the growth of criminals in this country is higher than it has ever been before. Through policies of the government, through the lack of the justice system, and through the lack of the people to elect their representatives to understand that we have a fundamental right to protect ourselves. And I'm going to tell you about something that you may not know. I know this because I was in the government and I know how the government works. And we're going to talk about bearing arms shall not be infringed. That's the Constitution. However, the way the government works is it twists everything. It it is turning to a tyranny type of atmosphere where they control what is given to you by the Constitution. They are chipping at it 
every single day. How many of you know about Title 10 code of the federal regulations? None of you. I guarantee none of you listening to me tonight probably understand what Title 10 is. It is one of 50 titles comprising the United States Code of Federal Federal Regulations. Not state, but federal. Containing the principal set of rules and regulations issued by the federal agencies regarding nuclear energy. That's what supposedly Title 10 is. But they use this title all the time against citizens of this country even though it was specifically for that reason. So Title 10, Chapter 10, Department of the Energy, General Provisions. This is what it says. 1047.7 of that Title 10 is the use of deadly force. Deadly force means that force which a reasonable person would consider likely to cause death or seriously body harm. It is used by justifying only under conditions of extreme necessity. When a lesser means have failed or cannot reasonably be deployed, a protective officer is authorized to use deadly force only when one or more of the following circumstances exist. So this Title 10 supposedly is based upon a federal protective officer. But they use this every single day in the justice system. To say you cannot use deadly force because you are not a federal protective officer. And that's wrong. This is how how the government functions. And this is what they say with specifically these federal officers. You can use this for self-defense. Serious offenses against a person, nuclear weapons or nuclear explosive devices, special nuclear material, or apprehension of somebody that's going to attack a nuclear facility. However, because the the, the government and these departments of whatever, in this case, Department of Energy, Title X applies across the board. It's not just to the Department of Energy, but they are attaching themselves to Title X. So through the justice system, 
because it's part of Title X Code of Federal Regulations of the 50 titles, then they can use any one of those titles against the American people. Any day, any time. This is how the government works. Don't be so ironically confused that the government is separated in departments of whatever. It doesn't matter what department. Title 10 applies across the board. And it affects you. Because when you get involved or possibly get involved in a use of deadly force incident and the federal government gets involved in that case, they're going to use this title against you because you are not a protective force officer. The reason I know this is because I am a concealed carry instructor and I understand the laws of the land and how important it is to make sure that we protect ourselves against our own government when we use deadly force. And that's why there's many companies out there, including the NRA, that provide, quote, insurance to help you in a legal situation when and if you need to use deadly force to protect your life. So I'm going to play a series of clips. I'm going to shut my big mouth and let you listen to specific instances of the use of deadly force. But the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to finish the introduction where armed citizens stops criminals. So we're going to listen to that and then we're going to roll in to these other situations of people using deadly force. Here are just a handful of the many times during the month of February in 2019 that law-abiding Americans demonstrated the importance of the Second Amendment. On February 2nd, a restaurant owner in Akron, Ohio, scared off a masked man who attempted to rob him with a knife. The man fled, and police believe he successfully robbed a different restaurant just hours later. On February 9th, when three armed men attempted to rob a Little Caesars pizza in North Fort Myers, Florida, a patron inside pulled his own firearm to defend other customers. One suspect was shot and the other two fled. On February 12th, a homeowner in Jackson County, Georgia, heard someone trying to break into her house through a window. She found a man standing outside and warned him, don't come into the house. Nevertheless, the man broke the glass window, so the armed homeowner shot him. On February 17th, an armed Good Samaritan in Daytona Beach, Florida, fired a shot to stop a knife-wielding man who had already stabbed someone from stabbing other people outside a convenience store. On February 20th, a 79-year-old Commerce Georgia homeowner 
called 911 to report a burglary in progress after she heard someone breaking into her house. The burglar ignored her threats and came in through an upstairs window before police could arrive. The homeowner shot at the burglar, who was so scared that he hid in a closet until the police arrived. Without a robustly protected right to keep and bear arms, the people in these cases would have been left to the mercy of criminals who don't really care for the rights of others. Despite this reality, gun control advocates and lawmakers are spending their time pushing legislation that would severely hamper the ability of law-abiding Americans to defend themselves and others. We don't make law-abiding citizens safer by disarming them or making them less capable of fighting back against criminals. We only make them easier targets. Well, the Detroit police chief is weighing in tonight on the case of the mom who pulled out an assault rifle to fight back against home invaders. Did she do the right thing? We first showed you the stunning video of this drama last night at 11 o'clock. 7 Action News reporter Simon Shakehead is following up at Detroit Police Headquarters for us. Simon, what'd you find out? Carolyn and Stephen, Detroit's chief of police is applauding what this mother did and also the excellent work of his own officers. This surveillance video of three teenage thugs shows what can happen when burglars pick the wrong victim to mess with. As we first showed you last night on Action News at 11, the teens tear down the back door only to discover mom is on the other side, locked and loaded. I let them know I had a gun once they was in the house and they uh, challenged me and said I don't have a gun. So that's when I shot off the first round. Now this video has gone viral. Her husband, thankful he gave his wife this assault rifle just two weeks ago after a different break-in attempt. If I haven't prepared my wife for this kind of situation, I could have came home to a family that was gone. So what do police think about this mom defending her home and her two small kids in this way? The chief of police says she did the right thing. She certainly protected herself, her young children that were upstairs in the residence. She did nothing at all wrong. Even after the victim advised the suspects that she was armed, uh, there was an aggressive attempt to continue uh, to enter into her residence. What happened Monday night on Woodrow Wilson included one of three teens dropping what we now know to be a fake gun. Nonetheless, it was no joke to mom. Or the cops that quickly arrested these guys. The relentless follow-up, a sense of urgency by our officers assigned to number 10 certainly is, which is consistent today in what we see in the Detroit Police Department. Uh, phenomenal police work. Two of the teens are in custody facing charges and have a history of trouble with the law. One even has a prior gun-related arrest. The third is out on bond. Don't forget, this is also a big victory for the neighborhood, considering these teens have been causing problems there for quite a while. Live downtown, Simon Shaket, 7 Action News. Simon, good thing they're off the streets. Thank you so much. An armed citizen is being praised for stopping a gunman at a popular Oklahoma City restaurant. Two people, including a 12-year-old girl, were shot at Louis Grill and Bar last night. Two others were hurt. Police say the suspect was killed in the parking lot. David Begno is outside the restaurant in Oklahoma City. David, good morning. Good morning. Police tell us the gunman is between 18 and 20 years old and was wearing earmuffs 
and safety goggles. This is the type of equipment you'd see used at a shooting range. We spoke to one of the victims who told us she was walking into the front door of the restaurant when the gunman opened fire. And police say it was an armed civilian who brought the gunman down. She's still pretty shook up. Dennis Will says his daughter Natalie and her 12-year-old daughter Nia were walking into Louis Bar and Grill Thursday night for a relative's birthday party when the gunman started shooting. They were getting ready to walk in the front door and evidently the shooter was in the tree line and they were both shot by the front door. Two people have been shot. There's a male in the parking lot shooting a gun. Dennis Will says his daughter was grazed by a bullet and his granddaughter was shot. Natalie Will tells CBS News she and her daughter hid in the restaurant's bathroom with three other women until the shooting was over. We got a ton of witnesses here. Police say about 100 people were inside Louis when the shooting started. He came in and started shooting people. Oklahoma City Police say the gunman walked into the restaurant and then started shooting, which seems to contradict what the Will family has said. When the suspect leaves the restaurant, he is confronted by a civilian. The civilian did have a, a handgun, and the civilian pulled out his handgun and shot the suspect, and he killed the suspect. Police are calling that armed civilian a hero and crediting him with saving lives. Dennis Will says he's grateful that man was there. I would love to congratulate him. Give him a big hug. 12-year-old Nia is out of surgery this morning, and the police tell us she is expected to survive. We asked the police if that armed civilian had a permit to carry his weapon, and they told us they didn't know, but they were looking into it. Nor the police do not believe that this mother and daughter were targeted. They think this shooting was random. All right, David, thank you. These crime situations are three and four years old. It's not what is happening now. Now it's a lot worse. Because back then, in 2019, 2018, 2017, the media reported on this stuff. But they don't do it anymore. Because... Their narrative is a utopia. They don't want to tell you the facts of what's going on. They're trying to build this utopia world through the media. And it's sad. It's absolutely sad that we cannot get the truth of what is happening unless you go online and do research to find out and see videos of the massive crime in this country. The media will never do this. Maybe never again. Because they think in their mind the world is perfect and we're going to improve this world by not telling you about what's happening in the criminal side where people have to defend themselves using firearms, which, because of the Second Amendment of the Constitution, we can do. But, like I said, with Title X, they are trying very hard to make it to where only, quote, police officers or people in that specific role has the ability to use deadly force instead of you. It's getting serious. Now, 
in America, we're used to having this Second Amendment and protecting ourselves. But other countries are not. But they're getting the light. They're understanding the mass criminal activity across the globe. I'm going to play you a clip from a news piece in South Africa where this police commissioner has had enough and he starts explaining that deadly force is necessary to end this violence and end this evil in their country because they don't have a Second Amendment. So now these people in the other countries finally are realizing that the criminals have all the weapons, all the ability to make an average citizen on this planet's life miserable through robbing them, killing them, and doing things that normally should not be done through the force of a Second Amendment, which is what we have. Because we have it, we don't have to deal with these criminals like they do in other countries. And South Africa understands that. So listen to this clip from South Africa. Let's bring you this now. Police Minister Begit Tele has told the police to be decisive when protecting and defending citizens. He's been addressing members of the South African Police Services in Kempton Park. This as part of the safer festive season inspection tour. Now, Minister Tele did not rule out the use of deadly force. Let's cross now to our reporter, ENCS Masero Ratlaga, who is following the story for us. Colleague, good to have you back. Now, just let's just give, give us some context, please, in terms of what the minister had reiterated, had said, particularly in as far as the SAP's members' responsibility is during this festive season. Well, Dimelo, um, it was basically this morning when uh, police officers from around different parts of Gauteng were gathered at a stadium here in Kempton Park. Uh, the police minister then addressed them. Uh, he addressed them particularly about uh, the festive season being a time when uh, crime is, uh, uh, it goes a bit higher uh, in, uh, during the festive season, particularly in the four provinces that also uh, coincidentally do Melo lead in terms of COVID-19 statistics and the second wave. That is the Western Cape, KZN, the Eastern Cape, as well as Houting. He told them uh, to make sure that people adhere to the regulations, but also Dumelo, he spoke to them spe uh, specifically about uh, crime and violence that happens in Gauteng. He did use the term using excessive force. You might remember when he was still uh, uh, the national commissioner, Peggy uh, Kele, back in 2009, he um, made the same comments. Uh, uh, back then, actually, he got into trouble uh, because he said the police must shoot to kill. He back then was saying that it's because uh, the, the criminals, when they are uh, busy with their crimes, they use uh, the best firearms and ammunition uh, and they shoot and kill anybody who stands in their way. So he said police must use Section 49 
of the, the Criminal Procedure Act that basically allows for a justifiable homicide, Dumelo, for both uh, police and citizens, for you to be able to shoot somebody who is putting your life in danger. So the minister today basically saying that the police must use Section 49 as, uh, you know, something that gives them power to protect citizens and use whatever force that they need to use. But here is the minister speaking to uh, the police officers earlier this morning. Don't allow people of South Africa to be humiliated, to be threatened, to be killed, to be messed up by criminals. But at the same vein, yourself, you cannot be messed up by the criminals. The law says to you, Section 49, Criminal Procedure Act. When a member of the community or a citizen of South Africa is under threat, you protect and you defend those people. But it continues, the very same law, saying, if you as an officer, your life is under threat, you use a deadly force to protect the innocent people, including yourselves. Because South Africa doesn't have a constitution of a Second Amendment where all citizens are able to protect themselves, they are trying now to tell the police to protect themselves. Where in the past, the use of deadly force was not even considered. But the crime is so rampant in South Africa. Now the, the, the commissioner has to tell the police that you can actually use deadly force to protect yourself because they're getting killed Every single day, the police officers in South Africa constantly by these criminals and the civilians. But this just protects the police officers in doing their job instead of a country saying, all of you can protect your life with a firearm, if necessary, and the use of deadly force. That's how important it is. We have the ability, through God, to protect life at any cost. Listen to what I'm telling you. Protect life. And sometimes, you have to take a life to protect other lives. God understands that. These people are attacking the citizens. Evil is attacking them. They have the fundamental right to protect their lives and their families, even at the cost of someone else's life. That is what the Second Amendment is, or part of it.
it's also part of it is to protect us from the own government that we have, the government that controls us. And when it comes to a tyranny, just like it was in the 1700s in America, they put the Second Amendment in there to have checks and balances so that we can defend ourselves against any tyranny government. But it also applies to any evil people that wants to take our lives, our property, in this world. That's pretty much how simple it is. It's, it's not a case of whether you should or should not own a firearm. It's a case of when you should or should not use that firearm. That's what deadly force is. Just because I have a firearm doesn't mean I just use it. That is a protective measure for my life. If I didn't have that firearm or that ability, just like you heard on the podcast, these people protecting themselves, then the criminals have a full advantage of controlling you and your life. And you have no defense whatsoever to protect yourself. I, for one, believe wholeheartedly in the ability of a person to protect their lives and their family and their property at whatever cost it is. Evil is evil. And these people want to take it from you. I don't care what their situation is. I don't care if they're poor, rich, part of a mob. I could care less. The fact is, this is my land. This is my family. This is my life. You have no right to take it from me. And I will defend it to the death. Please share this podcast. Pass it on. I do the research so you don't have to. Share it with your family, your friends. FaceTime. Fakebook. Twizzler. Whatever. So they can hear and have an ability to discern what is happening in the world. And maybe they'll wake up and the, and the scales will come off of their eyes and they'll see what the world is really like. And then hopefully, at that point, they'll understand that there is a holy God that loves them. And then they'll realize that evil is against the God that created them. And they will see that the only way, the only way that they have a chance to live and be with the Holy God is through Jesus Christ.
through the ability to understand and see what the world is like. And if they have to die, at least they're going to spend eternity with the God that created them instead of turmoil forever and ever. Because it's real simple. You are either going to be with the God that created you or not for eternity. And this is all part of protecting your family, your lives on this planet from the evil that is here today that is trying to take your life from you on this planet. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Again, share it far and wide. This is The Gunny, out.